Hey everyone, this episode is brought to you by Vigilant Guitars. Vigilant is a really rad company based in Victoria, BC, Canada, and they're making some of the world's coolest multi-scale extended range guitars and basses, all custom ordered. You want it, they'll do it. Not just the weird stuff, you just want a sick six string shred machine, it's done. Trevor is making some of the hippest stuff out there, and he's doing it using all of the most environmentally friendly processes and lumbers that he can. Heck, he often harvests his own lumber, but if he can't do that, he gets it from ethical sources. He's happy to use modern parts and modern techniques like LED lighting, rock light, carbon fiber, all sorts of cool stuff. So if you're looking for something awesome, check out Vigilant Guitars. and goo between your toeses it's a sweet sweet episode of the cultured guitarist that one really got some uncomfortable like <laughs> responses i can feel it wow um i was actually not paying attention because i was listening to kyle ramping out on the drums at the end of our intro there yeah and uh doing some air drumming in the you know in my and yeah it wasn't but then it clicked i can't believe you were grooving along to kyle drumming <laughs> i know of all the <laughs> filthy things you could do Betray this show. Anyways, my name is Aeroplano Al. Oh, they're going to go Allo. No. Aeroplano Al. I was thinking about the Chili Peppers. Anyway, uh, with me as ever is what? Well, I'm just waiting Give on, me bated, a, anyway. on bated breath here, sir. <laughs> Encanto, Casper. In what? Encanto. It's a Disney movie. Pixar movie. Oh, really? Encanto? I don't know. You, you know that one? I, th- I thought you were going to finish, like, Incontinent. The family, Madrigal. Oh, no. my. And uh, with us, rejoining us, <laughs> and uh, getting a lot of dead dead stares here, uh, is the mighty Everlong Eric Mero. There you go. Hello. <laughs> also, Encanto is awesome. My wife and I just watched it. The other day. I don't even know this is a thing. You're going to have to I, watch it. I liked it, but... It, How old is it? It's fairly new. Oh, that's probably why. Well, yeah. a couple of years. Yeah, I... There was... The the thing I... Yeah, I had some... Like, I watched it with my wife, and uh, I liked it, but then I found myself at the end of it going like, what was the point of that one? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, but that's kind of been the shtick for these... Some of these animated. Some of them are really great. Like I watched um, Luca, another recent one, Mm -hmm. Disney Pixar. Love that one. Yeah, it's good. Like, what's the one with the bull? I don't know. But Luca, Luca had the sea monsters that turn into little like regular humans when they're dry. Yeah, I don't know that I've actually seen it. Now that you're saying that. Anyway, the 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 two main sea monsters are like boyhood. Like coming, it's like a coming of age film, but done by Pixar and Disney. Mm-hmm. And these two, uh, the one kid runs away from home with the with his friend, and they're obsessed with trying to earn enough money to buy a Vespa scooter. 
so they can travel the world on their Vespa scooter. That sounds right up Al's totally. Alley. <laughs> <laughs> Man, no wonder you love this movie. Oh, yeah. Was, as soon as I read that, because like, I never looked into it. I just like, yeah, Sea Monsters, Pixar movie, not my thing. But as soon as I actually read the description, I was like, why haven't I watched this? And there's there's some great moments in there. The one kid uh, teaches the other one. He's like, when you, when you have, when your brain tries to tell you that something's a bad idea or make you afraid of it, you just say silencio Bruno, and then you just do the thing, and I and I love that. So I've I've been saying <laughs> silencio Bruno ever since, and my wife thinks I'm an idiot, but she had 15 other reasons. Yeah, I was gonna say that's not the only reason. reason. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the uh, the movie I was talking about was Ferdinand. Ah, uh, great movie. Great. I, don't, I haven't seen L- that one. Lots of fun. I think the, uh, there's another one on my list that I that I'm gonna watch soon but i uh, it's a turning red oh, just yeah. came out yeah, yeah yeah we're talking about movies again yeah and the kids movies this time yeah and i haven't once mentioned vertical limit <laughs> <laughs> now you did it you just did it <laughs> that did was he? the sound of casper bashing his forehead on his mic my god <laughs> this movie is getting so much like airtime from us and it, it's terrible it is like, it you just need so to stop. Bad. And I know you're just doing it to get a rise out of me now. Uh, well, yeah. Also, it's one of those, like, so bad, I think everybody should watch it just once. God, you can't watch that one one time, though. It's so really? bad. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've <laughs> probably seen it, like, six or eight times. I think I've seen it two or three. but yeah, I've seen it a few times. <laughs> it's like, then you got to remember how bad it is. Or, or was it really that bad? And then you watch it again, you're like, oh, yeah, oh, it, yeah was. it really it was is really, that bad. It really yeah. was that bad. Because <laughs> I think when I watched it the first time, I was quite young when it came out. Like, was it 96? Oh, it's it's definitely a oh, 90s. God, I'm like, going to look it up again. Flip. Come on. It's about mountain climbing with explosions. You know it's in the 90s. That was 2000. It was 2000. 2000? My goodness. Mm-hmm. Oh. So I was like 16. And I can remember watching it. And going, that was exciting, but I was too like young to really understand why it was ridiculous, and so like like it was a dumb movie, and then I think I just like, um, Bill Paxton, I like him, and I think he, he had wa- he had been in uh, Apollo thirteen, which is one of my like one of my all time favorites. So I was like, I, think I, I hate to say this because Paxton is he's awesome, yeah, he, he's he's a legend, but the thing about him, his movies. Is God bless them, and I don't want to speak ill of the dead, but they're 50-50. Oh, yeah, they're <laughs> totally. If you actually count how many times he says, let's go, come on, in Twister. Oh, man. You will be <laughs> shocked. Twister, Twister's like one of those movies, like, it's terrible, but somehow so everybody great. loved oh, it. Yeah, I love it's that. amazing. I love that movie yeah. for all the reasons we're talking about. <laughs> I, I haven't watched it in... 20 years i gotta oh, rewatch really? it totally come on man i well okay t- I, this is I will, I will commit right now i'll rewatch twister um but i like i just it was one of those we we owned the vhs mm-hmm. and i so i watched it a bunch when i yep. you know at my parents house and uh <clears throat> it was just one of those films where like one time i was watching and i was just like why am I watching this storyless piece of junk? <laughs> <laughs> the, pro, the, the, the antagonist is a freaking tunnel of wit. Why am I watching this? <laughs> like, what is the? You know, oh. um, the funny thing is about that movie is the Christmas 
that Twister came out was the same year that Apollo 13 came out. And when we were kids, my parents used to buy us <laughs> a VHS movie for our stockings that we were allowed to open before they got up. Like, like keep us busy because we get up at like five. Right. And then do that. And so like we had two movies to watch before they had to like get out of bed. There's a whole lot of packs in there. <laughs> yeah, <huh>? Right. <laughs> so we actually got those two movies in the same go and- I can remember being absolutely glued to Apollo 13 that Christmas. It's yeah, that's like, a great one, man. A, like, you know, if, if you those know, are 50 50, that one hit 100. One of his and, last roles that I love him in, maybe one of my favorite of him, just because it's so full of sass and, and charisma and character. Um, <laughs> Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, that that oh, yeah. Tom Cruise movie. Well, yeah, he's just in the in the he's the sergeant he's or the whatever. Drill yeah. ser- like the, <laughs> he crushes it. Yeah, that you're absolutely right. Like, that was a that was like a uh, was not a phenomenal film. It was good for an action flick, but the his performance was ace. It's a pretty good movie, but yeah, it's not the best movie ever made. But Paxton's like it's one of those roles oh, where yeah. like he didn't like overact it. He just delivered so much. Yeah. And and every instance of that, like, because obviously that's like Groundhog Day, but if you haven't sci-fi, seen it, sci-fi sure. Groundhog Day, but every instance of the like repeats is a little bit different version of the same thing. Like he just he were absolutely right. Oh, he, yeah. he crushed that he, role. He nailed it. He was in. Um, he played a um, someone in the Circle too with Emma Watson recently, right before he passed away. It was oh that movie was terrible. It was it was, <laughs> it was it such was, a cool concept. Again, now we're on two sides of this polar yeah. opposite spectrum. That, right? I wanted to love that movie because I am a hu- I mean you, you anybody who knows me has to know I'm obsessed with Patton Oswalt, and I'll watch anything and I mean who? anything with him. Sorry, who? <gasps> I think you're messing with me. I right am messing now, with you because I like I'll hurt you. <laughs> Anyway, so you you put Tom Hanks and Patton Oswalt and, and like I was I was all over that, but it was just and the previews looked cool, but the yeah, the overall de- thing just didn't deliver very well. It was weak. Yeah. Anyways, we should probably stop talking about movies. Maybe this talk is about a guitar, some guitar stuff. podcast, right? Yeah. <laughs> let's do guitar are, related things. Oh wait, what let's do our guitars. Uh, six string substitutes for short penises. Um. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to edit. There that we go. Out. You have to edit that out. <laughs> now everybody knows. <laughs> um, so it's, it's us and the giant yeah. pickup truck guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys, you guys ever seen these truck nuts? Oh, oh dude. Okay. Do you know where we Those live? Those are pretty cool. I come from Alberta. It's, <laughs> okay. it's like the patron state of truck nuts. Yeah. The fir- here's how the I first state found out about nuts. truck nuts. The first <laughs> not pair in my town <laughs> made the news. The paper, the two radio stations everywhere. The crappy local TV st- channel that did displayed nothing but advertisements and what was on on other channels Mm -hmm. talked about truck nuts hell yeah and then within a month every pickup truck in my town had them just it was just like good good (laughs) lord it 
you know, that. I, I don't want to say all Albertans are like that, but the northern variety. Oh, man. It's, 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 it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't paint everybody with one brush, but there's some strong universal character traits amongst the majority of the population. Of the oil field yeah. area of that part yeah, of the world. Truck nuts, Calvin peeing on whatever brand their truck isn't. And, and, and seven. Then, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> and 17 inches of lift on 23-inch yeah. low-pro mutters. Yeah, and then uh, their political opinions expressed with a middle finger decal and a yeah. name of... The current leader of the country. Yeah, <laughs> that's my hometown. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So, I'm gonna get us back on track. Back on track. What have you been up to this week, music and/or guitar related? Uh, Al, me first. Um, uh, not a, a whole heap load. Mm-hmm. I, I, um, I, I. At the worst timing possible, something I think we should probably talk about a little bit in a second. Um, at the worst time possible, I I made the decision, same as you actually, to uh, to sell some stuff, including my Boss Katana. Mm-hmm. Um, I acquired a Fender Bass Breaker One Twelve cabinet because mm-hmm. um, I wanted to be able to explore different amp options, uh, heads, that kind of thing. Um, and so, yeah, I, I got one of those. I, I, uh, I'm going to start messing around with the Uncle Class D. Yeah. Have you plugged it in yet? Amplifier. Yeah. No, I, I, a lot of our stuff's still packed up. I can't find a single AC cable. Cause so like your uh, pedal board. Yeah. Cause in my haste, I didn't pack that up. Like I just grabbed the pedal board, threw it in its case. Uh, I, I, uh, I didn't even grab all of my cables. I just, you know, grab. It, it'll still be there. Hopefully. <laughs> You'd be amazed what rodents chew through. I suppose. <laughs> it's, you know, it's been unattended for almost a year. And uh, there's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a mess in that place. Anyway. So I, I got to get an AC cable to plug my pedal board in so I can plug in the Class D amplifier. I might have a short one. That'd be great. Thanks. Somewhere. Yeah. Um, so I Wait, so so both of, both of you now don't have a Katona. Right? That's right. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert. For, Oops. Uh, <laughs> you're both dead to me. Oh. See, but I I actually traded mine for a 412 Deville hot rod Deville. I mean, that's cool because but now I you don't have a katana. But because I want a katana 100. That's okay. Why. Okay. Well, that's, I'll, that's I'll what that's like, One of the slide. things I'm thinking of doing <laughs> is actually uh, getting the katana 100 head. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because uh, then I can use this cabinet should I want, or it yeah. has a little five-inch speaker built into it. Um, it does. Yeah, I did not know yeah. that. Yeah. Oh. Um. To be honest, I was not impressed with the f- built-in speaker of the Katana Fifty. No. Well, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's um, one of those neodymium. It's a good speaker for what it's. It's not neodymium. Yes, it's it just, is. Is it? Yep. I swore it was. Anyway, doesn't matter. Whatever it is. It just was a little flaccid in the way it responded to bass. It was yep. kind of... Yeah, I'll agree. Um, just didn't grab me. Uh, mm-hmm. I always thought it, it's kind of like you have like a thin sheet over your sound to my ears. Like it doesn't give you those ultra high end yeah, it's frequencies. Just, it's just something's a little missing on every in, in every aspect of it. It's not horrible. It's, it's pretty transparent and I think it's transparent on purpose because they're, you know... Yeah, because there's so much to, modeling. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, and on see that was the one of the plans that I had had for that amp was to actually go with like go and like delve into like a a warehouse speaker or something like that to like upgrade it. Right. You know. You know. Go a little outside the box because I know that like I think Jensen has a really good neodymium speaker that would have you know accentuated that cab or that amp well. Yeah. There's a lot of there's lots of options, of options, right? So it's right. like you know, and um, all the other make work projects for myself. That was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just and I still might do that. I just figured a katana is a pretty easy thing to replace. It was yeah. a, it was a good definitely. It was a yeah. No, there's very few boss products that are hard to replace. Right. And that, <laughs> and that's why the trade that I made yeah, you know, it was yeah. like my boss katana, my RZ30 and an RV5. So, other than other than that, I think the only thing that happened is I got in uh, the, I think I, I talked on the show a while ago. I do not remember what episode. Uh, I got a McNelly St. Nick pickup. Oh, you ordered it, but you didn't say you'd got it yet. Yeah. Well, it's here. I That's cool. I have no idea that like, now it's I'm just in a position one? of like, just one, just a, oh. it's a neck position one. Um, but like, it came in and now I'm like, what am I going to put this in? <laughs> I would, I would put it in the parts caster. Yeah, I, I thought about that, and and I I might. There's two things holding me back on that. Um, the pickups that I, I mean, just that, to, just to test it. Yeah, the the but the pickups that Colmax let me uh, custom order, um, are are aged, mm-hmm. so they have that aged that you know aged nickel cover. Um, and the Saint Nick is a pristine. Sure. Chrome, so, uh, so uh, the, the reason then, the reason I suggest it is because it's the like ease of access, like yeah, literally just, pick up out, pick up in, solder it, done. Like there's yeah, not anything it's pretty, else to do. Pretty easy. Um, that and the black because pl- you've seen the Saint Nick, right? This yeah, it's a top. it's got an open top with the black black plastic, and uh, the black plastic will clash with everything on that guitar. Um, <laughs> Because there's no black anything. Yeah, you should probably it. not put it on anything then. <laughs> just on an aesthetic basis. Well, and I've been, I've just keep it in the box. Yeah, I'm. Well, it's okay. pretty. <laughs> I made a little. I haven't. I'll take a picture of it. But I made a little display with the really sweet wooden box from my Night Owl Industries pedal, and uh, put the Saint Nick on that right now. <laughs> so it looks ridiculous, but it is displayed very nicely right next to your. Uh, Skybridge, Eric. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> On the top shelf nice. of my little rolling pedal tray. Uh, <laughs> so your wife's makeup stand you hijacked? <laughs> uh, rolling pedal tray, I believe. <laughs> but yes, it was totally supposed yeah. to be her. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I am, I, I am kind of wanting to do another build for myself, and uh, so I'm looking into doing that and possibly saving the Saint Nick. That. Mm. But I was, <laughs> I was realizing I was like thinking I I might do a single pickup build like junior style thing, yeah. but I ordered a neck Saint Nick, so I I I have to look into what the difference in output is and you know characteristics are. Maybe I'll just put it in the bridge anyway because who cares? But <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty sweet. I mean, it'd probably just be louder in the bridge, right? Yeah, you, I don't know. Maybe or it might turn up a little shrill. I don't know if it'll be shrill. Just because the neck position um, is kind of like meant to roll off a little bit of that high end. 
Well, it, it, I mean, it does that by its position, but I, I don't know what, because it, really it's just magnets wrapped in copper. Like how much? Yeah, how much science could be going into that? Well, I, <laughs> really what they're playing with is they're playing with the type of wine, whether it's yeah. really organized or scatter, that kind of thing. And they're playing with output levels. Yeah. I'm just so yeah. messing with you, dude. I kind of always, like, I guess I just assumed that like neck pickups were the same as the bridge, but wound a little bit, I guess the bridge would be hotter and then the neck would be less hot. Yeah. So maybe it would be quieter i on you're you're right they usually on the output on the bridge pickup is hotter but it always feels like neck pickups have a little more volume to them and i think it's just because of the where the string would like the yeah the placement of it yeah the way the string kind of has more room to because it swings a lot wider in the vibration over the neck position yeah. than the bridge position mm. for sure um so I don't know. I mean, I can, you know, when it comes to certain pickups, I've definitely heard a difference. Like a 490 from Gibson, I think sounds fantastic in the neck position. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it sounds like just bland kind of meh in the bridge position. Whereas a 498, mm-hmm. I think pairs really well there. Um. Anyway, that's that's me this week. Go mm. Casper. <laughs> um, this week. So... Um, trying to think here. I think I, I don't know if I talked about this or if it was this week, but I uh, did all the shielding on my SG. Um, all the cavities and everything after I routed for the P90s. So I got all the shielding tape in there. And actually, you and I were talking about this too, Al, is it is actually very cathartic to sit and do a shielding tape job. The paint Isn't was, the paint great. was like, blah, 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 when I did it on my base. But this actually like took some time you know a, a modicum of effort and some planning and actually like the, the time the time it took to do was actually quite a lot to do it well it looks so pretty looks great oh yeah it looks looks sharp as a tack so and then i got the the uh wiring loom all installed so i did the pickup cavities i did the, the control cavity um i got um photographs from uh richard at indra all of my my pick guard and my cavity cover are complete and they are ready to ship. Um, I asked nice. him, I asked him to hold on to them though, because I am actually headed to Europe, uh, in four days. So, uh, I didn't want him to send them and have some porch pirate snake them off my deck. So he's going to hold call. on to them until I get back. Yeah. My son <laughs> is here and watching the house, but I don't know how attentive he's going to be to the front door. So that's I'm still sending the majority of packages to, uh, my mother-in-law's place or old place because... Yeah, I don't know. Theft-wise, doesn't get more secure than that. <laughs> it takes like three weeks to get it out of the mailbox. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> if the forest is on fire and it gets yeah. cordoned off, then yeah, it can take... <laughs> it was actually more like two months, but... <laughs> it was a while, was a I know. Um, so there's that. Um, I just did a little bit more shielding, too, on my uh, my telly today. Um well, really, I've been in, I've been just playing my my Deville, which is pretty rad. It's very cool, very cool amp, very loud. I really like it. And on that <laughs> and on that note, I found out today. Um, so I've been suffering from uh, tinnitus or tinnitus for years, just due to my own job. I was a mechanic, and uh, I actually went and had hearing tests this morning. And I have to get hearing aids because I am I am suffering from a very very large um, high frequency deficit. So. Yeah, learned that today. Yeah. 
But you still have well, a that's lot no of good. hearing, which is good. I can still yeah. hear some stuff. Yeah, yeah. Could be, could be worse. Yeah, it was it was interesting to go through the hoops and find out like if there's any background noise, what drops and why. Like why I can't hear what people say if there's any kind of background noise at all. It's because a lot of the very like a lot of the very key um, consonant sounds that you say or that people say as like the bulk yeah. the bulk of the English language is built on some of these sounds. They are completely lost in the background noise. So, but now that you know, and now that you can get the A's, yeah, you know, you can get that back. You'll find. Yeah, and that was the, that was another interesting thing I learned today was that um, the, the key thing that they want to do with these hearing aids isn't to actually just let me hear again, like you know, to amplify the the sounds that I've lost. It's actually to retrain the hearing center of my brain that's kind of forgotten how to hear an F sound in, in the, the mess of other noises, you know, for the, for example, so like, oops, that's interesting. Oh my gosh. Is that your phone? It is my phone. I have to leave my <laughs> ringer on for work. Um, yeah. So that's that. I am going deaf and it sucks. Well, are, is it degenerative or you? Uh, hopefully not. Okay. Well, I'm hoping not to. Yeah. So, anyways, that's pretty much it for me, I think. All right, Eric, let's talk about you. Uh, yeah. Um, before we go into what's what I've been up to, uh, I totally agree. I sorry, I'm I'm still on this thing like where you guys are talking back and forth, and I just kind of like listen because I'm used to <laughs> listening to you. Uh, <laughs> uh, the shielding projects are are pretty. Oh shoot! Sorry, I, man. I can I completely agree. <laughs> <laughs> you just, why well, are you apologizing? Because he got have, he got he, lost in the story. He got caught in listening. Not That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. I'd like to do more. You know, um, I posted a picture on my personal Instagram recently. Um, mm-hmm. for like only the fifth or sixth time in the twenty years I've had the guitar, I opened up the cavity on my SG standard. Okay, yeah. and uh, you know, just to get a shot of the I. Uh, Years and years back, I put in some new old stock Bumblebee capacitors in there, and I thought it'd be fun to take a picture mm-hmm. of for just Instagram. Uh, and I did that, and then I, <laughs> I was looking, and because I I just you know did not memorize what this thing looked like inside there, I was I came face to face with like as much as I stand by how great Gibson was in in the two thousands, and, mm-hmm. and I will die on that hill. They were fantastic. <laughs> that was a great era for them. <laughs> Whoever was doing the shielding tape or shielding paint, excuse me, on at least my yes. guitar that day <laughs> was super like really in a hurry. It's like there's barely yeah. any in there. <laughs> it's just kind of like sloshed around inside the cavity. And yeah. uh, then they just moved on with their life, which is whatever. It's never given me any grief. And the humbuckers do a great job of getting rid of yeah. that anyway. <laughs> but it's just, it's really funny to look at because like, and there's so many years of Gibson like doing nothing in the cavities mm. mm-hmm. that you know it's like okay they'd put a modicum of something in there I guess yeah, well even my like <laughs> yeah. my, my special doesn't have anything yeah and not any of the cavities in any of it yeah this is yeah. Th- th- so this seeing this was just kind of funny in that regard because it's like why didn't you just do nothing like <laughs> yeah <laughs> it would have looked cleaner if you'd done nothing yeah I don't think my standard has 
any paint. I, I again on the same on the same sort of uh, idea. I did go back and and uh, shield my my standard as well. I'm going to send you this picture, Casper. Yeah, um, it's like it, it really is like they just took a big brush and went slip, slop, plop, and then and let it dry. <laughs> yeah, so yours yours has none, hey. I don't think so. Yeah, but I mean, now I got a roll of shielding tape to shield my Squire Jazzmaster. And so I did that, and then I was like, that was fun. Let's do all of my other guitars, too. So I have went back and and redone the shielding on my standard. See, they didn't even do, like, the whole bottom of the cavity. No, it's like they didn't. They didn't do the sides (laughs) at all. Um, Eric, I'm going to send this to you on Facebook too, just so you can see what I'm talking okay. about. Okay. Yeah. So, and, and around the, um, everybody can, I mean, we'll post pictures of this on our Instagram as well, I'm sure. But around the like rim of the, the route where the little cover sits, is that shielding paint sort of? I don't know if it's shielding paint or buffing compound. I think it's shielding <laughs> paint. It's ridiculous. It's, it's really. Yeah, cool. that's. That's not greatly applied. No. <laughs> like, yeah, like it's like the guy had one brush. He dipped one brush full, did the and did the underside of the the top, and then it almost it was just seems like, like he was careful not to touch the sides of the the rim. Yeah. Like it's there's none. Yeah, it's it's ugly. <laughs> I just I want to say it's not ugly, but it, it's ugly. Yeah. Well, and like the the route on my special is a lot more contoured around the pots and everything, whereas yours is quite open. Um, so like shielding tape on that was actually kind of a, not a chore, but it was like a lot more elaborate because of the curvature of the route where it's all kind of wrapped around the, the pots, so to speak. Yeah. Cause it's like those pots sit in there tighter, right? Yep. For yours. Yeah. 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 Your cavity is a lot more narrow. Yep. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I, when was mine made here? It was the 311th day of 2003 was when mine was made. So nice. late, late November. Yeah, sometime in uh, late October. Late October? Yeah. Or like early, early November. Yeah, somewhere in there. I don't, I'm don't. i not going to do the math. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's getting close to holiday season or something. Maybe that was just like one of those like, we got to get Christmas shopping. Like the guy had to get out. <laughs> yeah. What was the... <laughs> Are you Googling this? This is so not necessary. Oh my gosh. Day of... Also... 2003. uh, Yeah, 2003. 2003. It was Friday, November the 7th. Okay, November November Early November. Mm -hmm. So, American... When's American Thanksgiving? 24th, I think, of November. It's not that. I don't know what it was. It was was 4.45 on a Friday. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> or whatever it was, Sorry. it was built on a Friday yeah. that's it, exactly it a Friday guitar it's a Friday guitar wow yeah. <laughs> I have a Friday guitar from Gibson yeah it's amazing that there's more not more wrong, wrong with it, it. Yeah. Like, yeah wow <laughs> but that was a great time for Gibson it truly truly really was. A, great, I, a, a solid era which again we're going to talk yeah it's going to come up in this in our episode here but uh before we get off of this there's one thing I do want to talk about I want Eric to Tell us what he's been up to. Oh, well, right. Yeah. Eric's still. <laughs> oh, yeah. Eric. Uh, no, you're, you're fine. Um, I have just been, <laughs> I guess, trying to keep myself busy. Uh, 
our mutual friend Ralph over at Wonderful Audio Technology sent me his Ancient Echoes. Oh, so, yes. Oh, yeah. Please tell yeah. me. Please tell me how much you love that. I, I, well, so like whenever I'm going to be doing a demo for it, whenever companies send me a pedal, I'll be, I say like, okay, well, I'll, I'll tell you when. Sending you one. Yeah. I I, yeah. We did. Maybe. <laughs> uh, but usually, so I'll say like, yeah, I'll, I'll let you know when I get it in the mail. I'll let you know what I think about it. And I had to tell Ralph, I was like, I plugged it in and then like 30 minutes just went away from me because <laughs> I just got enveloped in the sound. And I just like, I just lost time because it sounded so good. And I forgot to like even look at the manual or Breathe really or yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I know. I know. I so, so that is the same thing. Yeah, that's it was more much... like two and a half hours, I think. My hands <laughs> yeah. were sore by the end of it. <laughs> good pedal. Yeah. Really good pedal. It's so nice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's that one. Um I've got I just finished up a demo for Hungry Robot pedals. Uh one of their new pedals called the Collective, which is an insane pedal as well. And uh it's just really been that mostly. So work. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. I don't want. I'm afraid to talk now because I'm afraid I'm gonna cut them off again. Yeah, you are an empty little bug. Anyways. I am. Yeah. <laughs> I am finished. <laughs> Al, you may have the talking oh, stick. <laughs> so I, I, I know I've said this a couple of times on the show in past episodes, um, and I promise we're gonna get to the actual premise of this episode soon, folks. Are you going to make fun of me for being left-handed? Obviously. Well, yeah, Eric. I mean, you came on the show. You know this is coming. But that's not what I'm getting at right now. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I've, I've, I know I've talked about this a couple of times before, and, and and so, but it seems really relevant to bring it up now as we were just talking about uh, your your DeVille. Uh, well, it's not a DeVille. It's a Hot Rod Deluxe, isn't it? No, it's a Hot Rod DeVille. No. It's a DeVille? 410. 410? Okay. I used to have that one. So good. 60 watts. Oh, it's a hot rod DeVille, not a, right. It's sorry. not a Blues DeVille. No, blues DeVille. There was, there is a, a Blues DeVille Yeah, the Blues the DeVille was the one I, I had yeah. way back in the day. I know there's one for sale here for 800 bucks. It's cool. Pointless. You've already got I've it. I've already got it. I know. Um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, you know, this, this unfortunate uh, invasion of Ukraine by Russia and the uh, sanctions that have resulted from it, uh, pretty much everybody's outside of Russia has pulled <laughs> business ties from them. Um, but it's created this weird thing in the tube world. Yeah. Um, it, all of a sudden, and so it's, you know, I, I remember talking a couple of times on the show about like, you know, at what point do we have to abandon tubes because we aren't going to be able to get them anymore because it's going to happen sooner or later. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. the two factories left in that part of the world aren't, accessible anymore yeah well there's one in china that they did rebuild but but i did find out they rebuilt but it's way smaller than it used to be yeah so it's a matter of will they ramp up production as china is pretty good at ramping up production yeah but at what cost well there is that um i i don't i think it's gonna be a long time before tubes are gone gone but i we are kind of hitting a point where it's like oh they can't the the ease of supply can be cut off really we're kind of down to like audio amplification is the only use left. 
you know, yeah, guitar amps, really high-end, hi-fi stereo amps, things yeah, like that. Yeah, I think, I mean, maybe there's some militaries in the world using old equipment that might use some of that, but they'd have to be, like, some pretty probably just run-down places, just not I would fight. Think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, so it's it's been interesting seeing, like, because we talked so many small builders, small amp builders and stuff, so we, you know, Adam from Satellite Amps mm-hmm. and... Mm-hmm. You know, I was just uh, having a conversation with uh, Acorn Amps and a couple other people about like the all of a sudden they're having a hard time getting hold of tubes, um, and then uh, apparently Mike from EHX is is creating a little bit of a like nobody's quite sure what the real story is whether there is a hard time getting tubes or not because he's kind of sent out a mixed message memo saying uh, they tubes are available but also hard to get. Uh, it's so it's 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 gonna be interesting, I think, in the next, I'll say six months. Mm. I don't know if the war is gonna last yeah. that long. I, I hope, hope not. not. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Uh, hopefully that's over tomorrow. But and I ho- and I hope <laughs> cooler heads prevail. Yes. Oh Lord Jesus, yes. Um. So, it's, but it's gonna be interesting in the next six months to a year or whatever. Um. Said, so let's say the best case scenario: the war is over, and like right now, we just don't know yet. Um, sanctions are still going to be in place for a while mm. on on Russian exports and that kind of thing. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the amplifier world because I know you and I've talked about this a couple of times, Casper. Where you know the Tone Master series from Fender, that kind of stuff might be the future. Yeah, or even mm-hmm. if you're not doing multi amp modeling in one thing, yeah, but you're even- doing one amp modeling it you know its predecessor to the utmost but it kind of does it to the utmost oh it totally does yeah i think they're fantastic um but i wonder if that future is going to get pushed a lot harder now probably because all of a sudden companies will probably see a little more surge of that and um for those that are that are kind of in the tube realm solely um we might see that the vendor stuff of that type you know, I don't think the line six spider is going to take off, you know, <laughs> but, but I think, you know, in, in boutique level or, or really high quality amplification, you might be right. Yeah. Maybe we do see a surge of, of, you know, the tone master type, type amps that really are dedicated to, to yeah. modeling exactly. I the think thing as that, long as people can sell tube amps, they're going to, because yeah. there's been such mystique to them and, yep. and stuff around them. But I think these bigger amp companies in particular are going to see this, what I think is the writing on the wall and they're going to start pumping out. Yeah. You can a right. new generation of solid state stuff that, uh, well, and like, hopefully, hopefully brands like Marshall and, you know, that have maybe had a bit of, let's say less success with solid state. Because a lot of people don't like the MG series amps. They're just, you know, limp and they don't like them. So they well, sound bad. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They, okay. I was trying to be very political. Yeah, they sound like crap. So nobody nobody wants to buy them. So it would be in their best interest then. You know, come on, Marshall. It's in your yeah. best interest to f- really do something to bring something out that models a JCM 800 properly. Yeah. Well, I think like with the MG series, they were aiming for affordable. Sure. That was the, that was the selling point was just stuff's cheap. Pick that off the top of the No, no, I think it's it's a good talking point. I I do. Um, I think they're going to have to reevaluate and go, 
Well, we need Marshall, but solid state. Yeah. yeah. Nobody knows better than Marshall that real Marshall has tubes. But it can be done. It can be. It can be done, and it can uh, be done well. That, well, I think at least for Marshall, it remains to be seen. Well, you know, but you know what I mean. If you if you can if you can take a Fender Twin and actually reproduce it in solid state as Fender has done yeah. in their Tone Master series, that's the proof. And the proof is in the pudding. They yeah, did it. I think. I mean, for Fender to do what they've done, I think they started this R and I'll say yeah. five to ten years ago. Yeah. yeah. Ha- have um, either of you guys played the Tone Master amps? Yeah. 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 I'm super interested in that. Oh, dude. So my, here's my tone master experience was I went to, well, this is when I bought my, my, my jazz master. Yeah. So you're at Wentworth in Kelowna, right? Nope. I was at Long McQuaid in Kamloops. Kamloops. Oh, sorry. I went in, went to, to play the guitar. They asked if I wanted to test. I said, yes. Um, what kind of amp? I said, I love myself a deluxe reverb. Um, mm-hmm. and so that's what they plugged me into and I was playing it for, I played it for about an hour. I thoroughly tested this. Uh, and I, the guy came up and was like, so how do you feel about it? I was like, great. I'm going to, I'm going to buy it. It's, it sounded really good. And he's like, how do you like the amp? I was like, deluxe reverbs, man. It's my favorite Fender amp. I, I always love these things. He's like, can you believe it's solid state? And I was like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> I didn't know that he plugged me into the tone master version. I was aware they existed. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I didn't look. I didn't notice a little badge on it. Yeah, uh, I thought I'd been playing through the real thing the entire time, and I've owned a deluxe reverb. I mm-hmm. had one, so mm-hmm. it thoroughly hoodwinked me. Nice. Um, responded great. To just yeah, everything about it was just like, huh. Yeah. And then I gave it a little, you know, the lift test to see how much lighter it was, and it's yeah, substantially lighter. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a win in my world. Yeah. Yes, well, the, 100%. After you had done that and you bought your jazz and all that stuff, I, that, when I was in Kelowna like two months later, um, they actually had one and uh, the real thing side by side in the amp room at Wentworth. And I couldn't tell the difference. Yeah. They, like great. side side nice. by side. Yeah, I I Honestly, what I, I think it's going to, I mean, it's particularly in the case of like people who are fin, fans of the Fender Twin. Mm-hmm. Like it's mm-hmm. really going to allow that to keep going because... Let's face it. A twin was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they they just released the the super reverb tone master. Yeah. Like a couple months ago, uh, and that looks super super sweet. Yeah, it looks sick. Yeah. Well, and that's not there. They didn't stop there either because they have the uh, what is the new next tone? That's boss. Is that boss? That's boss. Yeah. The next tone series. Yeah. Again. But that's that, that's yeah. a little bit more tube modeling in yeah that so that's yeah rather than being like katana which is modeling a few amp models and lots of effects and stuff it's the the next tone series has no effects it's just modeling yeah amps different types of power amp sections and and, and I, preamps I think that's super cool. yeah that was yeah, another I, part of my that day in the, with the tone master amp was they have a, a next tone there mm, and nice fantastic and yeah, it, I, you can really tell the difference i'd really like to play them and i i was really torn on getting one of those or a katana when i prefer yeah. my katana what the price tag man yeah yeah well i got the katana because i found one used so yeah i mean well i'm i mean i bought my katana 50 new and but it was under 300 bucks yeah it's hard to argue with that price you can't you can't yeah 
Anyway, should we should we fire into it? Are we going to have an actual episode now? Yeah. I we're just going to BS yeah, for no, an no. hour and a half. And I mean, we could do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with it. Yeah. I'm not complaining about what we've talked about. I think we've yeah. talked about some good stuff. <laughs> but I, I do think there's, uh, I, before we get off of it completely, um, I've been seeing people panic buying tubes like toilet paper in 2020. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm no, dead I, serious. I, I know. I've seen the, the posts of yeah. like every, uh, who was I looking at? The, uh, Cusack? I think Cusack had like, this is my tube collection is like a closet full of tubes. Oh, I didn't, I mean, did he buy them all just because of this or? No, I think he actually, uh, he might've been flexing a little bit that he had all these oh, tubes yeah. from before. <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, there See, I've got tubes. <laughs> the rest of the yeah. world might be able, but I've got them. It's, <laughs> it's interesting though, but like, you know, Adam, I think it was Adam from Satellite posted a thing like, you don't need to panic buy tubes. This isn't going to be forever. Like, stop. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I think it's a little unfortunate that that's people's first response <laughs> Uh, anyways, let's get into it. Um, okay, I'm going to bring up my list here. <clears throat> I didn't make a list. <laughs> so you had one job, buddy. Well, you see. Come on, man. It's the, okay, listen. I blame you, Al. You. <laughs> How is this possibly my fault? Okay, you know what? You, you tell everybody uh, what we're going to talk I'm about. I'm going to talk about what we're you doing. You tell everybody what we're going to talk about. Explain then I'm going to throw you yeah. immediately under the bus. Okie dokie. So... This, this episode, and this is why this is why Eric had to be a part of this because I know, I mean, you might be a left-handed mongrel, but you're still my boy. There it is. There it is. There it is. <laughs> the first of many oh. shots fired. Oh. Also, I don't know why I use the word mongrel. I should have said that. Just sounds vicious. I'm sorry, Eric. I mean, what am I? But Ted, he's left-handed. What's wrong Ted with Nugent you? Nugent over here. Like, I think it's fine. if I recall correctly, the first time I was on the show, uh, we, like we were talking about everything going on. And then Al, you abruptly said, okay, now that we've gone over cool things, let's talk about everything that's wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that was the first of many left-handed jokes. <laughs> I don't remember that, but that sounds like that's me. exactly how it happened. Actually. <laughs> uh, Wow. But, but the best part about that episode was that Eric went, what? Because I'm left-handed? <laughs> it was totally off the cuff. I didn't even see it coming. Really kneecapping the friendship was, right out of the gate. It was all. a good one. Well, I, I think you made up for it. You found one of the only 70s SGs left-handed and went and picked the thing up four hours away. That's found true. Thank twice. you. That's, that's true. Yeah, you did. <laughs> um, so, that, well, yeah, SGs. We're talking SGs that's today. That's right. Top 10 SGs. I've wanted to do this for a while. It was super not important. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the reason that this is hard for me is because I own an SG, and I like this SG, and I didn't realize there were 4,000 different ones. Yeah. And then I was like, yeah, you know, just take this thing. He sent me a, a link to a page the um, for fandom, and... <laughs> I he's like, oh yeah, just go through here and pick the ones you like. I uh, thought it would help you. It didn't help me, Al. It's like, like I said, it's like trying to trying to like define grains of sand amongst other grains of sand. I have no idea, no, well, no, no, nothing to, <laughs> to nothing to look at. They're like, I've never held any of these guitars. I have an SG. I like yours, your SG, and and I almost licked Eric's. 
So <laughs> <laughs> I have proof of that. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that, so. This is tough for me. I'm gonna be as much help as I can be. But my top ten list consists of three SGs I've ever held. So oh, okay. Listen, all you had to do is I mean, go that, through and pick the ones you like the most to like visually. Listen, even. I'm not even gonna go and do that. I'm not gonna go and like oh I like this. Just laziness. No, 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 no. Because here's what's gonna happen, and I'm gonna I'm gonna call you out on this because what'll happen is you're like, oh yeah, there's that one, but it sucks, or this sucks about it, or oh I didn't like <laughs> no, that one. No, no. I don't like that one because of this because you've held three thousand of these. First guitars. off, they're all SGs. There's no sucks here. I beg to differ. <laughs> uh, and, and I'm gonna pull the one up, and I'm gonna put this number one top of the heap on my list. Okay. Because mm, I don't Al, know what you're doing here, but Al, <laughs> let's see where this goes. This is called. Hold on, I think I'm on the wrong section of this list. Oh, this is the SG Stingray. You hate this guitar, Al. I do. I, no, my my brain's coming up. Whoa. Blank. Oh, the Corvette Stingray. The, the Corvette right? Stingray. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's terrible. It literally looks like a 67 split window it's Corvette. It's so stupid, yeah. <laughs> that is pretty stupid. How, I, like, this, is, this is so terrible. This is, yeah. Okay, so, I mean. Now that we're, so now you send me into the deep end wading through this pool of. of <laughs> the the uh, 90s, 90s Gibson was real bad for, like, product tie-in stuff. So like anybody could go to Gibson in the nineties and, and late nineties particularly and early two thousands and be like, This is my company. How much to blah 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 a, a deal with you? So there was like sixty different NASCAR Gibsons. There's the Bic lighter Gibson, the Playboy Bunny Gibson, the blah 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 blah. So of course they had a Corvette Gibson. They also had a Copperhead pickup truck Gibson. It, which is an SG as well. Oh, so my it's, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there, there's some pretty bad ones. The benefit of these ones, at least, being they still are SGs, which yes. is, you know. Yeah, but at least the outline shape is a little cooler than, say, a NASCAR Les Paul Jr., which is just a black Les Paul Jr. with a NASCAR decal of, like, a NASCAR <laughs> racing car slapped on before they do the clear coat. But that's just an, <laughs> it looks like a piece of crap you buy at Walmart, but you're paying okay. custom shop price. So you know what you can do then is repaint the guitar. You yeah. cannot fix this Corvette Stingray. Well, I mean. It's, it's a fully carved guitar. It's true. The, the, you know, the thing I want to fix the most about it is the, the inlay on the neck. Yeah. Yeah. The, the fretboard inlay that says Stingray. That's the part I want gone. In huge yeah. block letters. <laughs> <laughs> like the the actual guitar itself you know it kind of looks if you take that away and you don't think about a corvette stinger it kind of has a sci-fi look to it that i don't mind yeah if you, it's only got one neck pickup though that's it's, the part it's that got it's like pickup oh, and it's, it's in the neck it's totally bass backwards it's yeah it's got some it's got yeah. some questionable things going on but so, it is an sg so it's not yeah. bad but here's here's the telltale thing that this guitar was not well received when you read about it it says the 63 Corvette Stingray SG was released upon late in late 90, 1995 from Gibson's Custom Shop. Production was limited to a run of 150 units. It is rumored that only 40 were actually built. <laughs> <laughs> I think that tells you everything yeah, you need yeah. to know. 
<laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so yeah, the uh, there there was some lemons in this in this list, and yeah. I actually started to I had to kind of not give up, but I kind of had to give up. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Fair enough. Yeah. So, I mean, we can just talk about ten. You don't have to always have ten. True. On your list. You know what? I, I gotta <laughs> share one little piece of heartbreak, and it is relevant to SGs. Okay. Um, there is currently for sale only a couple hours drive from us, and it's oh, killing me that I just don't have the money. I've been trying to find it. I know. A nineteen seventy nine SG exclusive for sale here for a pretty good price. It's like nineteen hundred bucks. Yeah. And these things rad as heck. They have the small block SG inlays. Exclusive? SG exclusive. Okay. They have the small block seventies inlays. Mm-hmm. They got a bound uh-huh. bound fretboard. They're all black, and then all the all the plastic appointments are all cream, cream which yeah. looks pretty cool against the black. Fre- yeah, fret over or uh, it's got the binding, binding over like, fret. Yeah, you know how I love it. Yep, you know it's, how I love it. It's a seventies. <laughs> it's a late seventies SG, which you know, like late seventies SGs are. Mm, and this well, is and one that almost. It's actually got the harmonica, the harmonica bridge, bridge just yeah. like P six tailpiece. This is one that almost made my list. Mm. It didn't make my list, but I had a hard time not putting it on there. But honorable only, mention. It only didn't make my list because I'd already put another 70s SG on my list. Um, and it's killing me that this thing's for sale so close for so cheap. Yeah. Under two and, grand. And I can't go buy it. Because it's like, this is, the, this is the best chance I'll ever have at a 70s SG again. The only thing I don't like about these things is the stock pickups on them are the 500T496R ceramic humbuckers. Yeah, yeah. Probably my least favorite oh, okay. from Gibson. But, Yeah. But that's easy to change. It is. And I probably would if I bought it because it would be a keeper. So uh, here's a quick mm-hmm. question. How back then did, or when did DiMarzio get the double cream patent? I'm not sure. Because these are double creams in this guitar. Yeah. Mm. And that's the other thing. This is the last double cream pickup Gibson made. Mm. So. Yeah. Because DiMarzio was just getting started in the late 70s. Yeah. That one's going on my list. So, anyways, it's it's for sale. It's right right here, and I can't. Yeah, I know. Like, I I offered them to I offered to trade them my harmony. I offered a bunch of stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Got no response. <laughs> <laughs> They're just waiting for you to add more to the piles. No, I, yeah, <laughs> out of desperation. <laughs> it's a good price. If yeah, yeah. Anyways, all right, let's fire into it. Top 10 Gibson SGs or thereabouts, Casper. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, just a little bit about them. So who wants to kick it off? I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> okay, so one, one one guitar I did pick off the list um, is it was only made for a couple of years um, and it was part of like a discontinued line of the 61 reissue was the Gary Clark Jr. Signature SG with the well, three, with the three P90s because oh, yeah. what's better than two P90s? Three. Three. Yeah. So, um, I super dig the color of these, even though I'm not really like a, Ooh, give me that mustard seed yellow, but I like this. It's nice. Um, they I remember were, those. Those are super sick. Yep. He, his casino is pretty sick too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, I mean, it hits all the the sixty one reissue markers, right? So it, it's not a super elaborate SG. It's just the 
the the three P90s, I bet you this thing just just barks. And they're like fourteen hundred bucks, I think. So that'd be American probably. So we're probably looking at like seventeen, eighteen hundred street price if they were to sell it in Canada. Oh man, I I haven't okay, so I, I'm more familiar with this casino than this thing. Mm. I was aware of them loosely, but I'm looking at it now. Uh this thing's dang cool, man. Yeah, yeah super rad. Like so you got the TV yellow or mm-hmm. whatever this is. Yeah, it'd be TV, mm-hmm. TV yellow. Um, couple other colors. It looks like there's a, a natural. Looks like, but like you got the full on SG standard inlay and binding. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the business, baby. Hmm. <laughs> you okay over there? No. <laughs> <laughs> Starting out strong. I, I mean, I. I would never ever use that middle P90. I know myself, but probably not. I, I don't. I probably wouldn't either. But imagine just having them all turned on. It's cool. <laughs> I don't think that's an option with the wiring, but we know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. All right, cool. That's a good choice, Casper. Yeah. Like I say, I'm trying. I'm looking for anything like super unique about it, but it's. It's, it's it's not. It's, it's just. No, it's got it's, a it's that. Unique. But actually, one one unique thing about it is that middle pickup is only a three point nine k, so it's super super mellow. It's so really it's still, really well. That'd be oh, about, wow. It'd be kind of like having being in the middle position with two, just two pickups. It'd be about that output anyway. Yeah. So like with a and the neck is at the neck's at seven five and the bridge is at seven nine. So that's interesting. Yeah. So when you're in the middle of those two, yeah. You'd be about half that, so it kind of making s- the middle P ninety about that is kind of interesting. It seems a little redundant, but it also gives you the less less of the the bridge tonal qualities, but a similar output of them in the middle. You know what I mean? Instead of blending a neck and a bridge to get that fuller sound, a single a single pickup at a lower output in the middle would. It, it's just that's. That's the one like really intriguing well, thing about pe- it. Players are familiar with the the lower output of a middle position, so having that P ninety sound there. Yep. But having lower output would be familiar, but it's got a little bit a little bit higher resistance on the pots too at three hundred K. So that's um, a good. Ch- well, that seems about right for P ninety. Yeah. Gibson. Yeah. Is it? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's your phone now. That is my phone. I'm gonna ignore it. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> wow, that's a good. Good choice right out of the gate, Mister. I don't know anything about me. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I got to go find another one to talk yeah. about next. Go ahead, okay. you guys can talk amongst yourselves. Well, what did what did you go with, uh, Eric? I was uh, for, you Gary. <laughs> Gary, I'll take Gary. Uh, I my first one I went with the G four hundred from Epiphone because I had one, and it's mostly like sentimental reasons. It was a fine guitar. Uh, it's like Epiphone's entry SG, kind of like a step above their yeah, entry one. I still have mine. Uh, yeah, it's got, you know, trapezoid inlays. Mine was black, and it had the half guard. Uh, I bought it because my band in high school played with another band called Park, and the, the singer and guitar player was playing one of those, and, like, they just, the band blew me away, and I was like, oh, I want that guitar. So... That's why I got it. Okay. I can respect it. Yeah. You're probably the only person who put an app phone on their list. I, probably. 
<laughs> you know what? If you wanted to go into that just really quickly, um, you can get into a into like the Epiphone line of guitars for reasonable prices. You know, you're not paying, yeah. the, you know, Gibson US price, but you can get the, the you know, like they're special with P90s. They sound great. Like they're not, mm-hmm. these aren't like, like half hazard guitars. They're, they're a good guitar. And as a starter or as something, say, if you know you're going to be touring hard and you're going to be hard on your equipment, you know what? Yeah. Then don't go and buy a $2,500 Gibson standard or custom yeah. shop or something, you know, you can actually work these machines cause they are, they are quality and they sound great. Yeah. I, I love my G 400. I, I kept the ground for sentimental reasons. And, and also I really started to, in the last few years, appreciate the quality that the, uh, especially the Korean headphones yeah. mm-hmm. add to them, which mine was from the, that era, the late nineties. So Yeah. Mine, okay. was, mine wasn't from that, but I still liked it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's okay. <laughs> I I still think they're okay. Yeah. I actually, actually, despite all the uh, stuff Gibson has done in the past couple of years that has annoyed me, uh, Epiphone has crushed it. Yeah, more than ever in the last five years, Epiphone has just like come out swinging. The current oh, yeah. the current lineup of Epiphone SGs is like super cool. They that are, they have they have the the green like special I think it is yeah with two all of P90s I yeah I want that so bad <laughs> and our our buddy uh, Justice from uh, Buzz Simp yep he got himself mm-hmm. one of the uh, Epiphone sixty ones in the in the green nice nice it looks so good you can get you can get uh, a sixty one style. Epiphone SG with a lyre on it, the Vibrola. Oh yeah. Um they're they're doing some really cool stuff at Epiphone right now, so all about it. Yeah. Well, I didn't do my list in order from like <laughs> best to worst or anything yeah, like yeah. that. It's just a list of ten. Yeah, that's fine. Um but the first one on my list had to be the uh nineteen sixty three Melody Maker D, which is uh Technically not an SG, but so that's two <laughs> technically not SGs on your list then. Uh, <laughs> turns out only one, which we'll get to that later. <laughs> but uh, it's an SG. It's it's they just call it a millimaker, but it's it's the SG shape. I see. Um, yeah, it's got the vibrato too, right? Yeah, yeah. And the sixty-three millimaker D is important to me because of one very particular album, and that is Weezer's Blue album. Of course. Um, nice. That was the guitar Brian Bell had when he joined the band. Why can't I find this guitar? Oh, cool. So I've always wanted to get one uh, in red because that was the same color as Brian's. Mm-hmm. So that yeah, those was... look super cool. And, like, the pick guard is maybe the only thing that kind of, like, not the only thing. The pick guard is very not classic SG, but at the same time it is. Because <laughs> it kind of, like... It kind of like cuts out the bridge. Yeah, it's a, it's a, <laughs> it's an odd, like it's it's a little bit of an odd duckling all around. Yeah, because it's like it's an SGA, but the pickguard like is just a little bit weird. And then you got these two single coils. And okay, yeah. I am looking at the right thing. I'm like, is this what you're talking about? Like, I was just trying to turn a <laughs> picture to you. Yeah, that's the that's the one, eh? Yeah, 
Um, yeah. That's 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 what I want. I want one of those. It's I kind want of it in red. It's, it's kind of an ugly duckling. It is kind of an <laughs> ugly duckling, but uh, that's okay. Yeah. I'm trying to find a picture of it's a red the, one. The, to, to, the Melody Maker like SG double cuts are way more prominent in that arrangement, like that that Melody Maker D format with the pickups and stuff, like that. So I'm like, they're even uglier. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've I've always loved them. Um, yeah, I want one, and someday when I have a stupid amount of money to to spend on one, it might be a '67. I can't remember which one Brian's was, but um, when I have a stupid amount of money to waste, <laughs> someday I'm gonna buy one. There you go. Heck yeah. So that was that was my first one. Casper, uh, you got another one? Yeah, give, me, oh. give, give us another one, buddy. Well, I was gonna try and hold on to this and save it for the end, but. <laughs> Um, only because it's like one of three guitars I actually know about. But I think it's safe to say that the Pete Townsend signature is my is my yeah, penultimate. I think everybody knew that yep. one was coming on your <laughs> <laughs> um, only because it it's different than anything else I've played. I've only ever held like humbucker SGs. You know, and lots of mm-hmm. them. like in every everything you find in music shops and everything is just these are all humbucker guitars. And finding one that was really in that sounded great, felt good. Um, the specials feel good, sound good, but I can't afford a Pete Townsend. They're just yeah, nobody yeah. can anymore. They're, they're just gone bananas. They're just gone bonkers. So you know making the 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 special and actually we found out that it's a special faded T my guitar right yeah so it's got the maple neck maple neck um nice yeah and and turning it into as close to as I can approximate uh, a Pete Townsend is is kind of the goal so that's mine um they're not a fancy guitar it's basically a a 70s special uh mm-hmm. and Again, I, I don't know why I'm not really picking like super fancy guitars. I guess that's just not really my thing. Yeah, who cares? It's it's not about. I mean, if we wanted to to be all fancy about it, every single one of us would have picked SGs that like stopped at the year seventy two or earlier. Yeah, <laughs> most so, likely. The really um, <laughs> the only thing about the the ta- the P Townsend signature is that it only came in the one color. Yeah, I think it's like. The cherry. Yeah. And That's just, the color, man. I don't know. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like the cherry <laughs> color. But I am i don't like red because I'm red, green, colorblind. I don't see. I kind of mm. see. It kind of looks like a really bleh burgundy. That's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, my I mean, pickups are a little hotter. Um, you basically can get the Pete Townsend SG nowadays because they are currently making a SG Classic in, this, in the same color and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And they probably have the same 7.3K um, P90s as well. Whereas my pickups are a little hotter. They're, I think, 8 eight in the bridge and 7.9 or 7.8 in the in the neck. Yeah, I don't know. You know, the thing about Gibson's P90s is, like, they kind of slap them in all sorts of stuff. They don't tell you if there's any variation to them. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like the one pickup they're like, eh, about, like, every other, like, any humbucker has, like, a very specific model. Mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm. 
I don't know why they do that with the SG or the P90s, but that's just how they are. But yeah. Yeah. SG SG Classic is alive and well. Just about just about had one. Came this close. To that one in where was it? Penticton? That's right. Yeah, you got real close to that one. He was he was in. We were we were doing the deal. And I'd already like sold my my faded tea. It was like done deal. Everybody's good to go. And yeah, then back out of the last second. No, he didn't. He sold <laughs> somebody else for four hundred dollars more. Oh, that's uh. right. Uh, cheese ball. So the guy, yeah, and it was like, oh yeah, a guy came and just offered me this much, so I took it. I'm like, oh, didn't even like. To be fair, if if I were in his position and somebody came oh. along and offered me that much more, of course you would. <laughs> I, I'm not mad at him. I'm just, you know, I, I well, I am. But not because he didn't even like really give me the option to match it. That's yeah. that's true. That's, so that that's sucked, true. and I was like, "Oh, well, not that I really had the extra four hundred dollars or five hundred dollars over what we were talking about and what he was asking." Like I was like, "No haggle, you know me, I haggle." Yes, it's cost you a couple of SGs. A couple of SGs. <laughs> I had, it was like, "Nope, no haggle. This is this is the guitar I want, and I will." I will pay full crack for what you're asking right here, right now. You know, sign on the dotted line. And buddy was like, yep. Okay, cool. Good to go. And I was driving out the next day because it was in Kamloops, like an hour away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, All right. So I got hosed. Uh, Eric, what's your next one? Yeah. It's going a lot slower than I thought it would. Yeah. I was going to say before, before I get into this, I'm going to pick it up a little bit just because I'm a little pressed on time. Yeah. Do it. Uh, okay. So, so my next one, I'm actually going to roll two into it and I'm just going to go like seventies SG. So first one is the one Al you found for me, which is like the seventies SG standard. So like, you know, block inlays, uh, harmonica bridge, half guard, super cool. But then I also had the seventies tribute series, which I think it was like around 2012, uh, Gibson came out with the, the the first tribute series, so it came with like a, a matte finish, and <clears throat> it had mini humbuckers in yeah. it. Yeah, I always really liked that one. I had one in my collection. Had, had I did sell it, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> but yeah, so so I guess my next one or ones would be my '70s standard in that '70s tribute. Okay, seventies tribute SG. Now I'm seeing. Yeah, that is a good one. It's such a cool looking guitar, and I'm like a sucker for matte finish guitars too. Yeah, uh, I feel you there, man. Like the uh, the second one on my list um, is my 2003 SG Standard Natural Burst. My great heck yeah, love that thing. Uh, it had to be on the list, even though I already own it. <laughs> but uh, the the next one I thought of um, was actually the uh, also a 2003, but the uh, SG faded brown. Oh yeah, crescent. Yep, that um, one. I'm gonna I'm gonna roll in mine with that because that was on my list too. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I uh, I'm hunting for one of those. Oh man, maybe. There were- Maybe more than a 70s SG. I don't know. Really? There was one on Reverb I found. The same one, like, uh, faded. I think it was brown. And it had crescent moons. But 
I just didn't have the money. And it was left-handed, and I've only oh. seen like two online recently, mm. and it just it killed me not to be able to get it. <laughs> yeah. They're they're hard to find. Period. They are. They're, they're harder to find left-handed. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, you and I talked about that too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's heartbreaking, man. Uh, <laughs> I yeah, I I I at the time these things came out, I just didn't have the money to do it. I was still making payments on my SG standard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, and I remember being like, I'll, I'll have to wait until next year to get one. And I did get one next year. I, I remember ordering it in and, and getting it, but I didn't realize that they'd stopped doing the crescents. So what, yeah. I, what I got was the first generation, the first year of the SG Brown with the dots, which has been going ever since. Yeah. Um, that's what I got. And it was just like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. It's just like, and I didn't like it. I, the, the neck had slightly changed as well. They made the neck a little bit thicker. Um, mm-hmm. So it was not what I wanted uh, appointment wise and feel wise. So it, it didn't last long in my collection. I was annoyed. Nah. And I've been looking for one ever since. Yeah. They're so cool. They are. They are so dang cool. Um, well, I'm just going to keep firing along. If I got one. Um, and for a couple of reasons, because one of the finishes on these, this series of guitars was really awesome. Um, it, it called iced burst. So it's like a white Ooh. burst. It's on the SG goddess. Oh, six, Oh seven. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. SG goddess. All right. Yeah. And because there's two reasons, um, Ooh, I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> the, the finishes are sweet. Um, then some of them are like pretty out there, like color wise. The uh, what are they called? The violet burst is like yeah, it's killer. Yeah, the, the SG like because the Goddess series, like the Les Paul Goddesses, were like like three percent smaller or something like that yeah. than the regular one. Or the SGs, they, slightly yeah, smaller as well. Yeah, they're a tiny bit smaller, a tiny bit the narrower neck. And this is kind of the other side to it, to it, I guess, is that it kind of promotes, um like trying to get the lady oh, shredding. Oh, that's so funny. Gibson trying to get ladies involved by like, Make they'll it. need smaller guitars. Yeah, yeah. They, they, <laughs> those gals can't handle full-size ones. We'll put them in the smaller ones. But it's like somebody thought of it to like create a guitar specifically to like pinpoint, or to like draw somebody in. But it was, mm-hmm. yeah, but it was such a like, like it was clear that it was a dude yeah. who thought of it like, them, them gals is smaller. See, we got to make guitars slightly. <laughs> it wasn't like just try Jeez. to encourage more female players. It was yeah. it's just such a weird way to go. It's like Daisy Rock. <laughs> so I think it just has a, a slim D profile on the neck is the difference. Mm-hmm. So it's like I, it's got a, a really narrow um, like neck profile, not the width itself, but the profile. I always thought the pickups that they used on those were cool. The clear top. That's so sick, right? Yeah. I didn't. That I, is super cool. Are they open tops? They're they're like the they're like the P94s or Saint Nicks with an open like, top, and then they, they have, have a surrounded the, chrome the, surround on the side. Yeah, so like open top, but the bobbins themselves are clear. actually clear. Yeah, so you see the see, copper. Which I thought was a rad look. That's really actually super what drew cool. it to me first. I was like, damn, yeah. this is kind of neat. But the they, yeah. they all have those pickups. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, that's a good choice. Yeah, hard very to, good choice. Hard to find those nowadays, I think. Yeah, they're only a couple of years, right? Yeah, didn't last long. It wasn't popular. Um, but now that because they weren't popular, they're hard to find and you know they make some quite popular. collectible. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so the body normally join at the 19th fret. I just noticed that on these. Or does this, these actually have a shorter scale? I, I think that looks normal. It looks, that it, normal. it looks normal. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, my next one, uh, early 90s SGX in black. SG. Mm. Was the first SG I almost bought, I was I went to Vancouver on a road trip with my friends uh, in probably 2001 and uh, went to a Long McQuaid there. There was a used SGX in black there. Almost bought it, um, but I wasn't sure I could do financing at the time because um, I wasn't working. And uh, so I, I backed out at the last moment. I've kind of always kicked myself ever since. Cause yeah. Was, you know, it's a cool guitar and they're hard to find now. Um, very similar. That is to a like, super cool look. Yeah. Just a single humbucker in the bridge. Single humbucker with a coil split mini toggle. Um, nice. Sometimes called the SGZ or SG90s. Actually, the SGZ is a different guitar. Um, but one cool thing about them that, uh, you know, the SGZ and the SG90s had uh, much more fancy inlays. And another and a, pick mm-hmm. And a different pick guard. And the, the SGZ had a, had a neck pickup. Had a well. neck single yeah. coil, yeah. Uh, okay, um, yeah. But one cool thing about them is uh, these are 25 and a half inch scale length. So Fender, really? Fender scale length SGs, yeah. Oh, cool. Um, so I, I, I wanted one of those on my list um, because of the nostalgia I have for them. And because, mm-hmm. you know, an SG of a different scale length. I, that's something I didn't really understand at that time. Yeah. Um, but now I'd really like to to play because I'd really like to feel that difference and, and hear that difference as well. Yeah, I bet that would be interesting. Yeah, totally, right? And then uh, then yeah. I also, of course, as, as you could probably have seen coming from a mile away, Eric, uh, uh-huh. I did put on an early 70s SG Deluxe with the Bigsby top route and the, the like, the, yes. the Les Paul style shape pick guard. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, the block inlay is just full 70s schlock all over that thing. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Dude, the one, the the 70s SGs that you helped me find, it's amazing. Like, I love it, but the, the neck width is so small. Right. <laughs> and and that's something I always have to readjust to whenever I pick it up. And I, I don't know if this one, the deluxe, is exactly like that. But, but the 70s one 70s, that I... Yeah. Yeah, they just had so like such skinny necks. Yeah, I, I I imagine like that's something I've heard a lot about most of the SGs in the seventies and most seventies Gibsons in general is that the necks got really skinny. Yeah, um, it was a pretty common feature back then. I, I'm not sure why, but <laughs> yeah. And then, but yeah, that deluxe is super cool. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. You know, when eBay was first taken off, I remember going on eBay and, you know, constantly fantasizing about the SGs I saw in there. And uh, one of the ones I saw in there that I I was like, Wow, Dad, please help me buy yeah. this. And they just, no. Um, but I went on there and uh, <laughs> the guitars from The Promise Ring, one of the guitars from The Promise Ring, one of my favorite bands of all time, mm-hmm. uh, was selling his uh, SG, 70s SG, uh, exactly like this with the, the, the locks with the Bigsby and, and the whole kit and caboodle. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the case said P ring on it. Um, and that, you know, stenciled spray paint style. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my gosh. I need it. I have to. 
I love emo. Um, <laughs> was it actually their guitar? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was cool. like his legitimate, like, came with a little thing of authenticity. It was him selling it. Yeah. So it was like, oh. And uh, my parents, of course, like, at the time, it was 900 bucks, which is not a lot. No. And, no. and uh, you know, the, I'm sure the bidding would have ended up somewhere in the $2,000 range at least. Um, but at the time, $900 in my family's life was like an absurd amount of money. Yeah. <laughs> so your, your teenage son asking you to suspend it on a guitar on eBay, which is, you know, no parents understood eBay in the late 90s. I yeah. Don't, I don't understand eBay. <laughs> yeah. And it's still like 2022. Yeah. So they, they were just like, no, we're not going to let you throw away our money into the abyss and get nothing for it. And like, that was... Yeah, it didn't happen. And then uh, just to, to throw another one off my list real quick, uh, I also put a SG Classic from the 90s, mm. preferably, on my list. I just found out that in 2013, 2014, they, Gibson made an SG Baritone. Yeah. And Ooh. it's in Olympic white, I think. Yep, it's white, white, white. White, white, and oh, white man. with white. <laughs> it's <laughs> the fretboard is white. The whole thing is no, no, no. It's an empty fretboard, but there's no dots, no markers. Oh right, that's what the clean, like. clean fretboard. I like that. Yeah, those things. If you got one of those, you you're better off selling it. You can make yourself somebody. The amount those things are selling for is absurd. That would that right. looks so sick. Yeah, like they're going for. This is saying anywhere between four, twelve and fourteen hundred. That is wrong. Uh, American. <laughs> it's definitely more than <laughs> <Yeah>. that. Um, <laughs> they, were, they were like 2500 bucks new. Yeah, they're they're selling for more than they went for new now. I see one I see one on Reverb for $3,300 yeah, right that's, now. That's my point. very preliminary search. Yeah. Um, I, I swear it was an attempt to like, you know, they made the Buckethead Les Paul, and then they were like, hey, Buckethead, yeah. how about an SG? <laughs> you know, you know, it's actually and, exactly what they did. And is it? Yes. So seriously, it's like 27-inch <laughs> uh, scale length and oversized body to match. It also came from Gibson tuned to be standard. This model appears to have been originally designed as a Buckethead signature model. Yeah. Seeing, I, as, there it, we go. seeing I, as it is very similar features to the Buckethead signature Les Paul. Pretty much, yeah. I, I think he just was like, no, nah, I like Les Pauls. And so they were just like, well, we did it. Yeah, screw it. Let's just release it as a thing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so there, there's a whole bunch off mine. Let's get back to, to either you or... Oh, and if you look in the in the pickup yeah. cavity, it actually says SGBH, and it's LP. Hilarious. In the... There you yeah, go. There so, you go. Casper, or... Uh, I didn't yeah, mind. I'm, you don't. Okay, so Eric? I'm going to go ahead and throw in uh, just this, like, simple classic SG Jr., you know, hmm. cherry half guard or like the Kirby guard with one P90. Like, all right. Just so good. So classic. Yeah. And then the next one I just saw, this is the one that I had to add to my list recently. Uh, Phil X has an SG that is painted uh, like Eddie Van Halen. Really? It's, it's, yeah, it's plastered all over his Instagram. And it's what? absolutely amazing. This isn't a model. This is just one he did. I think it's yeah. I, th I think it's a custom shop thing. Okay. But now I got to Google. Yeah, Phil X EVH SG. <laughs> 
and it's it's on it's all over his instagram so if uh let's see it's phil x one 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 on instagram oh here it is wow that's it's so badass yeah yeah (laughs) and it's it's got like that is like it's got the strat pick guard and everything Mm -hmm. well it's it's got the strat uh input jack input jack on the top yeah wow that is weird but (laughs) beautiful is the word you're looking for i don't know if i can i uh it's cool i don't yeah it it is like bizarre it's bizarrely rock i don't know i i think if i were to ever own uh, an evh style guitar i would feel like a giant poser of just epic proportions <laughs> yeah it's it's so never been the kind of player i am or tried to be <laughs> mm-hmm. um I think a lot of I think if I own something like that, a lot of people have the right to make fun of me. <laughs> but it's cool. It's yeah, it's super cool. Okay, I got one last. And then yeah, go for it. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go. No. <laughs> Somebody go. It's okay, Casper. I, I give I, you the talking stick. I have the talking stick. Um, I, I I'm going with the SG Supra. SG Supra. SG Supra. Al, Supra. Al is going to hate this guitar. I, I'm good. Ooh, okay. Okay. I I remember this guitar. Mm-hmm. My brain. So it's got, it's like highly figured body wood. Yeah. It's got the split uh, square inlays. Yep. And it's oh, got three yeah, humbuckers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Three humbuckers. And it actually has a um, the volume pot for the middle pickup is actually the the control switch. You just twist it. Oh, really? Yeah. They call it a a tog pot switch. It was kind of cool. I don't hate these. I would never buy one. Al doesn't like any SG with um. I don't like flame maple maple on SGs. Yeah, Yeah, I don't. I'm I'm gonna honestly have to agree with you there. But I kind of I only thought it was kind of cool because it's not a a top. Like that's a full maple body. Yeah, Yeah. it would be super super. Well, I do. I mean. I'll get to mine in a second, but I do have an SG on my list that is also full maple body. Yeah. Um, But I just, I'm just, I'm not into generally speaking. I mean, there are exceptions, but I'm not usually into the really fancy, froofy, holy crap crap. woods and stuff. So I, Mm -hmm. SG elegance, the, the, those kinds of things. That's just like, Mm. um, the new, like modern or something. Yeah. they, They just don't really, they're not my thing. High performance. I've always loved an SG because it's like a rat rod or something, but these things were like 5,300 at us yeah. new. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. Well, I mean, wow. you think about it to get that kind of figured maple and the whole body is that like, that's, that's chewing up a lot of premium wood. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Two yeah. piece solid butch ma- book matched triple a figured top and a double a figured <laughs> back. It is a, it is a two piece okay. like, top and bottom. I didn't think so. By the looking at the guitar that's on the page there, it actually looks like one solid. Well, piece I got a I got a sideways image here where I can see in the cutaway, and you can see the seam. See, I think it was. Oh, okay. I was looking at this. Oh yeah. Kind of. It's almost like a TV yellow natural fin. Oh yeah. Okay. Same guitar. Yeah. But 
They're, yeah, uh, so it's 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 done up like the SG Elegance, where it's like the first half inch of the body is the holy crap top, but on the back mm-hmm. half, instead of being the triple A, they've just what double A flame, double maybe? A flame, if we got. So it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's still a lot of. <laughs> that's that's a lot of. That would be one heavy maple. heavy SG. Probably. No, no. I, I mean, well, okay. uh, the, the the body of the SG is pretty thin generally, so maybe not. But I'm going to skip one on my list. I'll go back to it in a second. But uh, as long as we're talking about solid maple SGs, I did throw the SG raw yeah. power on my list. Raw power. Raw power. Yeah. Uh, in uh, satin blue slash platinum burst. Um. The, oh my gosh! I forgot about these. Yeah. So the raw power series were solid maple bodies, and uh, I don't remember if the next were poplar or if they're mahogany. There's something else. Oh my! Um, satin finishes. Oh, I like that. And uh, just no nonsense. Just a really unique SG. Yeah. And I would just love to have one for the uniqueness of it, for having that all maple. Uh, that- going on. Yeah, that like the maple neck on an SG just looks kind of odd to me, but I like it. But it it definitely like, like it stands out. Yeah. What what was the finish out? The satin blue platinum. Uh, yeah, satin yeah, blue slash platinum burst. It's, it's sharp. It's a cool finish. Super cool. Um, I and, like the I like the natural blonde one too. Actually, that was kind of yeah. I, I didn't mind it. it. It was one of my least favorite ones because they had such interesting finishes on those that series compared to like normal SGs that were out at the time. It was really, I really dug that. And just, I'd take any one of them, really. I just think they're, they're, they're unique enough that. Yep. You're right. Be a cool, you know, for a guy who would have a room just filled with different SGs. Yeah. <laughs> I know a guy that used to have a room like that. Yeah. <laughs> this would be a really cool one to add on there. And then, uh, I'm going to take a step backwards to the other mm-hmm. one I skipped here. Um, <laughs> the absurdity of this one is just off the charts, but I, I also one I found for sale here recently, an SG GT, mm. but I want blue. <laughs> it's got hot rod racing stripes on it and white. <laughs> it's got the ridiculous. It is absolutely absurd, but you're right. Like, yeah, like it bl- is. That's the bridge is like totally the, the blower of an engine coming through the hood. Like <laughs> that bridge has got, or like the, that tailpiece and bridge has got oh, away a metric ton. It does the whole guitar. It like, <laughs> it's the only SG other than like a double neck that I've ever picked up where it was just like, Whoa, <laughs> weight wise is just <laughs> stupid. Oh man. They actually look really, really sharp in that blue. The blue uh, with yeah. white feel, stripes. Yeah. I think the I one, the like one that's I would like it. here is red. You feel with like the you, black stripes? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think it's it's red with white stripes. Red with okay. black. Is it red with black? Red with black, yeah. Mm. Black with white, blue with white. I was going to say, uh, I feel like I would really dig this if that bridge was just the normal stop tail bridge. Eric. I mean, I, I like it. Eric. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Eric. Okay. Okay. You're fired. That's, like, that's like half the look of the guitar, man. That's, I just, okay, maybe I would just like some racing stripes on a different SG. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, if you really want that, just go buy a black SG and spray paint it. Yeah. Or just put white I gaffer tape on. Just there you yeah. go. There you go. That's an idea. <laughs> it is. This is, like, ridiculous. It is totally ridiculous, but I, I loved I'm, it. 
<laughs> I'm looking at the a picture of the back, and you can see the three bolts that hold that giant ass stop bridge <laughs> yeah. in. So I I had a, <laughs> like a, a sales bet with uh, a, my supervisor at the at the music shop I worked at for a long time, and uh, this was before I I was running the guitar department there, um, and it was. Yeah, he was like, if if you win, I'll let you order whatever you want. You can order one guitar, anything you want. You can order to, to stock in the store, and and I and I won, and so I was like, an SGGT, please. And he was like, no, man, come on, no. Like, you made the deal, dude. We're doing this. <laughs> so he stuck to it and he got it in. He was like, this thing's gonna be on the shelf forever, man. This is so stupid. It was gone two weeks later. Yeah, yeah. Like, it oh went gosh. fast. And now oh, these man. things, listen, like, Northern Alberta, crazy prices. truck nuts. I well, exactly. The thing looks like a, like it looks like everybody's crappy Camaro in their front yard. Like this, it was gone. Um, but anyway, now you can get like eight grand for one of these things. Jeez. Yeah, there's one for sale here for less. Yeah, quite a bit less actually. Yeah, quite a bit less. I I I would buy it to flip it, but I I want that. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, like, but exclusive a lot more. Yeah. yeah. Well, that exclusive is so inexpensive. Yeah. Like it's ri- it's ridiculous. And if I wasn't going to pick up my more guitar in like, <laughs> oh my god, pretty soon the twenty the twenty fifth today yeah. being the sixteenth sixteenth nine days I get my more guitar. Yeah. Oh Al. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, this if you weren't going to get this, what were you going to? If I well. If I wasn't buying that guitar and finishing to pay for that thing, <laughs> I could. You'd go buy go this SG and just lord it over me. <laughs> Look out. <laughs> no, I would play it and let you hear me play it. Yeah, it's almost worse. Ouch. <laughs> no, you're right. No. Anyway, what do you got right, next, though. Eric? <laughs> uh, I'm going to throw out the Elliot Easton SG, which oh. is just like the. Almost made plastic. my list. I had it on my list really? briefly and I removed it. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm I'm thinking the classic like Pelham Blue double humbuckers. Mm. Yeah, uh, sir. It's still the, here in my honorable mentions. Love yeah, it. the Vibrola half guard. I just I love that look. Oh, it's such a good and it's so got, much. The, the Vibrola, instead of having the usual liar thing on it, it's got a little teeth mm-hmm. guy. Love it. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah. So that I mean good choice. Yeah, that one. And then my last one, since I, we've had a couple duplicates on my list. Uh, I guess this is a duplicate too, but mine is like my, my SG is my, uh, my 2001 standard. So similar to your 03. Uh, but mine is just the cherry with, you know, full bat wing pick guard, two humbuckers. Yeah. Love They're it. just so good. They are They're just so, so good. good. Oh, totally. They feel perfect. They are perfect. They, I agree completely. And I like that one over the 70s one because of the the wider neck. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. One second here. I, I have one more guitar. <laughs> you have one more? But I just got to actually just talk about yourself for a second. I got to. Why don't I uh, just go while you're You go. I'm going to pinpoint this exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of pausing. Um, so I'll finish off my last two real quick. So one was the. Uh, 1998 SG Deluxe, which is um, three mini humbuckers, Firebird pickups. Um, 
Oh, okay. And I'd love to get the black one because it and all of them had dot inlays except for the black one, which had small blocks. And, nice. Uh, so it had three mini humbuckers, had a rotary switch thing for this pickup selector. And then they had and that had it had the weird like, and it had the weird like a uh, like, kind of old school uh, melody maker pick guard sort of. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 They're just a they're yeah. a completely, um, unique, almost bizarre. You know, uh, outing for 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 Gibson at the time, like just yeah. The the pick guard is like that weird swoopy like it's it should be on a junior almost pick guard but yeah 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 and and they had the bigsby and they came in funky colors i'm looking at a picture of a blue one right now that yeah the i blue, would love that the blue is probably my favorite color i i just went with the black because it had the small block inlays on the fretboard yeah oh 100 and it has the the black one has the matching truss rod cover really ties the whole thing together yeah it's the white truss rod cover. Yeah, it's it's they're cool guitars. They they weren't very popular at the time, but um I'd I'd love to get my hands on one of these things. And it's yeah, and it's in that golden era for the Henry J um years of Gibson were like the the nineties mm-hmm. and early two thousands. Uh yeah. Just holy crap, good guitars. So I agree. So that one, that's probably Maybe the weirdest one on my list. Oh no, the SGTs. <laughs> I was gonna say the GT is it's got to take that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I uh, I put on the uh, Gordy Johnson SG. I knew um, you would actually. Yeah, yeah. Anybody who knows me and knows my love of Gordy Johnson can see that one coming a mile away. They only made. I uh, am not familiar. I don't. Um, I think a lot of our American friends won't be. Um, Gordy Johnson oh, okay. is from the band Big Sugar. Um. He is renowned for being like a blues guitar god, but uh, he's not like he, he just never achieved the, the like levels of fame of like Jerry James Nichols or that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but Big Sugar is one of my favorite bands. Gordy Johnson's just one of those players that once you've heard him a few times, you kind of get to know his sound, and you can hear him a mile away. He's got such a unique tone. Nice, probably the world's most foremost purveyor of the Garnet Herzog. Um. But yeah, his signature SG was very seventies, big headstock, small guard, witch hat knobs. <laughs> um, Are the does he have P nineties? Yeah, in a humbucker Gibson P ninety fours. Yeah, nice. Like not not P nineties, but the humbucker size P nineties, which is like oh okay, yeah, yeah, that's he, what I meant. He Sorry. puts those in pretty much every guitar he has. His double necks have it. His about, like he's very renowned for playing a lot of seventies and early eighties Gibsons when he tours and he just slaps mm-hmm. things and everything. Um, nice. And that was the end of my list. They only made like 50 of those Gordy Johnson SGs though. So they're impossible to Jeez. find. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I had some honorable mentions, one of which was the Elliot Neston, uh, Elliot Easton, sorry, SG also in Pelham blue, just like yours. Heck yeah. Um, the SGZ SG nineties because of the, the extra pickup and the fancy, Inlays on the neck, but I went with the SGX on my list because it was like the nostalgia. But yeah, that 25 yeah. different scale length. I am definitely going to buy one of these guitars someday. I would love to play one of those. Yeah. And then the one that I all that I had a hard time with, and this almost replaced the SG Classic for me on my, my actual list, but uh, the non-SG SG, the Guild S100 Polara. 
Oh, okay. I, I'm looking it up right now, but I think I remember that. Yeah, so it's it yeah, looks yeah. almost identical to an SG. The horns are yeah, a little that's... more offset. Um, is that what um Kim, Kim Thale? Thale? Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah, and he's, I worship his feet, man. At his feet, not his feet. <laughs> All has a thing for me. No, nope, nope, you said it. You said no, it. No. They're on to me. There's <laughs> oh. the episode title. Uh, I worship feet. his feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, great. Um, yeah, I Kim Thale's so cool. And the S1 Interpolera has always been just that rad as heck guitar. Uh, my buddy Cade had one when I was in high school. I was so jealous of it. Um, and they just look awesome. And the, the tailpiece yeah. is stretched out extra from like a Gibson. Mm-hmm. So you have that like extra string ringing and stuff. And Yeah, and like a Jazzmaster kind of. Yeah. And you can get a version of these things that have like carved oak leaf clusters on the body, which I always thought was really cool. Yeah. So that's my list. There we go. I'm done. Okay. My, my last one <laughs> yeah. um, is the the 61 Les Paul custom three-pick oh, yeah. sideways vibrola. Right. Lady or sister Rosetta Tharp. That's, yeah. yep. that's a good one. Yeah. It is a it's, good one. It's going to round out it's my... It's so good. If I had a dream SG, and if these, this is what we're doing, we're picking the ones we would own, uh, I think that's, that's one of them. That would be a really cool piece. Nice, yeah. Yeah, I went to. Oh, you go, Eric. Go for it. Oh, I was gonna say I went. Um, I was fortunate enough to go to Texas because they have uh, Southpaw guitars there, and I went with uh, one of my wife. All of them. I'm working on it, but I haven't <laughs> got to that point yet. <laughs> but uh, when I was there, Ian Fowles wants to come over and hang out. <laughs> I, dude. Ian, you have an open invitation to come over and play whatever guitar you want. <laughs> when I saw him write that on your Instagram, I was like, <gasps> yeah, yes. <laughs> the guitar so, uh, player from and- the Aquabats wants to go over to my friend. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the moment you had? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he wants to go over to my friend's I- house and play his guitars. I'm famous. I was very into ska and punk rock, okay? <laughs> Oh man. <sighs> Anyways, you go to Texas. Oh yeah. Uh so uh I went there and um we stayed with my a pair of my wife's friends and we went to a whole bunch of guitar stores there and uh his name's Chris. Chris we went to one of these stores and he pulled this white repickup Les Paul Jr. down off the the off the display was playing with it and he was just like oh no i have to get this guitar now because it was just so good mm-hmm. that happens yeah <laughs> well, that was that was how i got my sg like i went into the music yeah. shop mm-hmm. there was a, a 70 strat i was thinking of buying and then mm-hmm. there was a a uh, 2002 les paul standard double cutaway which I still love those guitars. I don't like the look of them. Yeah. Um, and I, those. No one asked you, Casper. Yeah, shut up, <laughs> Casper. <laughs> it was uh, it was yellow. I love that color. I still want one of those things so bad. And I went in there and I was like, and you know what it was is because that was like Gibson making a Hamer, and I love Hamer guitars, mm-hmm. especially that era. 
Uh, and I went in there to buy one of those two, and I talked myself out of the Strat like a moron because I was like, I don't want my first real American-made guitar to be used. That's stupid. <laughs> so I was going to buy the Les Paul. Solid logic. Yep. Yeah, real smart thinking there. Who needs a 70s Strat? Worthless junk. Didn't you unload a mm-hmm. worthless junk? Uh... Yeah, shut up. <laughs> Anyways. Squire series? Is, shut is up, like your first guitar. <laughs> Uh, again, no one asked you. <laughs> Just, I'm, I'm seeing a pattern here. <laughs> Shut up, Casper. <laughs> um, then, I, so I was gonna buy the Les Paul. I was pretty sure, and I went in, and there was my what is now my SG, this 2003 SG standard in natural burst, which I'd never seen that finished before. It blew me away. Mm-hmm. It still blows me away when I open the case and see this thing. I love it. Yeah. Um, and I picked it up and played it, and was, and was like. This feels way better than either of those two guitars. And I went and I played the other two guitars again just to be sure. And it did. And I did make uh-huh. the right decision from a player standpoint. Yeah. Um, See, but here's here's the thing. You actually did make the right decision from all from all perspectives. I think so. Because you wouldn't have kept the strat. You no, wouldn't have, have kept it. You There'd wouldn't have, have kept the Les Paul. <laughs> You'd have been like, this I think is. I would have kept the Les Paul. I don't think so. But I, uh, I, and you know, my buddy Mike was in the shop. He worked there, and and I was like, dude, am I crazy? Does this guitar feel way better than these tours? Oh my nuts! <laughs> and he played it, and he's like, no, it totally does. And to this day, my I don't know what it is going on with my SG, but I've played, uh, you know, as this episode can attest, I've played a lot of SG standards. Yeah, I've never played one, even from the same years, that feels like mine. There's my neck is different. Your neck mm-hmm. is different. The neck, I well, I personally don't have a neck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a head on shoulders. Um, my my SG's neck is not a standard neck. It's not a 61 custom neck. It's somewhere in yeah. between. It's slightly odd, and, nice. uh, which is amazing because it feels so cool and so unique, but sucks because I'll never find another one like that. As I feel yeah. kind of fortunate to like that being the first example of an SGI ever held, but it also, mm-hmm. it sets the bar really high. <laughs> it, it really does. Like, you know, my faded feels good, but it doesn't feel that good. No, unfortunately no faded ever will. Cause they, they have a completely different neck shape all their own. Yeah. So it's just like, but this is a good guitar. It'll do. That's fantastic. But your, your standard feels really good. Yeah. Plays really good. That the checking in the nitro finish now is coming along really well. Well, one, you know, one a year and a half in, basement, in my basement, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it aged 40 years down here. It did get a lot, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I got anyway, talked a lot about SGs, but... We talked a lot about everything. We did, yeah. I, I think the world needs more SGs. You know, they make new ones. Every 100%. Day. Yeah. Everybody needs an SG. I wonder yeah. what the total production numbers are. Like all mm. models, all everything. I still think, you know, give like the Les Paul owes an endless debt of thanks to late sixties British rockers. Because uh, if it weren't for that, it would be a dead model. I think there'd be other single cuts that we worshipped, but it wouldn't be the Les Paul. You think? Yeah, totally. They revived the model. So well, okay, but at the at the time, what other models were there? Well, okay, there there weren't a lot, but a single cut shaped guitar. It's just an acoustic, yeah, shrunk down and solid bodied. That would have come mm-hmm. back no matter what. Um, 
but the 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 lack of popularity in the model when they in its prime years of release um were pretty evident you know i think there's a the sg has never ever been out of production it's the, it's gibson's longest continual running guitar model hmm. nice um, i didn't know that yeah it since 61 when they released the shape it's never ever once been discontinued there's always an SG. Heck yeah. I think I think Gibson uh, created the perfect guitar. I think I think SGs are better than Les Pauls. I agree. They're lighter. I think that's the main one. They sound better. I think they don't sound muddy. That comes probably down to the weight. Anyway, <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad we did this episode because. Me too. An excuse to just jibber jabber about SGAs or an excuse to get Eric back on the show. Um, I thank you. Oh, well, we thank you, sir. And, uh, you know, if you're still listening at this point, you must love SGs too. <laughs> yeah. You should go buy one. Or the sultry sound of Al's voice. I think we two. owed Gibson this. We've hacked on them a lot. We have hacked on Gibson pretty hard. <laughs> I was actually going to make a dig right at the end there and see. Do you think they bought the trademark for the SG? Or... <laughs> 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 they might have now, but I don't think they did for a long time. They may not Yamaha have. had their SG line as well. Yeah. That uh, yeah. various numbers tagged on the end of the term SG. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so, you know, anything anything anybody else wants to add real quick? Thanks for coming on again, Eric. You're you're awesome. Thank you for having me, guys. I am happy to do this anytime. Excellent. There we go. Awesome. Well, there it is, listeners. We're going to cut it out there. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to our spiel about top 10 SGs. And uh, what's your top 10? You know, let us know in like, the comments on our social media. We want to hear it. See you next week. Mm-hmm.